Hey, podcast listener. Are you working so hard you wonder if the money is even worth it? If you're like most CPAs I work with, you have way too much to do, you feel relentless deadline pressure, and worst of all, you feel torn between serving clients and being with family. What if I told you you could work a 40-hour week without losing a dime? I know it sounds impossible, but my Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is designed for CPAs just like you who want to get their lives back. Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is launching soon. In it, you'll learn how to start getting your time back week by week, make your workload manageable while still bringing in plenty of revenue, what to put in your packages and how to price them, and so much more. Don't leave your future to chance. CPA Mastermind will get you on the same profitable path you've been searching for. With unlimited coaching, your success is guaranteed. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there. And it's to focus on being interested rather than being interesting. Welcome to the She Thinks Big podcast, where you'll hear from women entrepreneurs who are doing good in the world, from spark to screw up to success. Thinking big is in their core. It's in yours and it's in mine. I've traveled to 50 countries and seven continents, done an Ironman, and co-founded a company that has generated millions of dollars for sustainability. My name is Geraldine Carter, and I'm delighted to share with you conversations and coaching with amazing women. Time to get inspired and grow your impact. My guest today is Julie Fry, the owner of Business Among Moms, which includes the Business Among Moms Summit. Business Among Moms is a professional networking organization for women juggling entrepreneurship and motherhood. I'm excited to talk with her today about improving your odds of being selected as a speaker for conferences and panels, and how to make the most of your time while attending a conference. Hi, Julie. Welcome to the She Thinks Big podcast. Hi, Geraldine. I am so excited to be here. I'm excited to talk to you. So Julie, before we jump into our conversation about the BAM Success Summit and how to be better at attending conferences, tell us first what your very first experience was of being an entrepreneur. Oh, such a good question. So, you know, unlike a lot of other people that knew early on when they were kids, like they bought candy at 7-Eleven, resold it to their friends, (laughs) that was not me. I really did not think I would be an entrepreneur until I was in my late 20s and I had been working for a startup that did not really start up and I had to be laid off. My experience was in selling products to large national retailers and doing that for really tiny micro companies that had one product or a very small line of products. So I started my own business in the pet products industry called Go Fetch. I thought it was such a clever name. So that was my first experience as an entrepreneur, really out of necessity because I lost my job and I needed to figure out something to do. Oh, nice. Yes. So then I had a long stint, you know, working in corporate and then restarted as an entrepreneur back in 2013. So how did the BAM Success Summit fall into your lap? I had Business Among Moms for about a year, and Business Among Moms is our organization where we provide support, networking, and education to women balancing motherhood and business ownership or entrepreneurship. And I knew that at some point down the road, I wanted to start hosting conferences, but I felt like it was a little bit further down the road. But one day, one of my friends came to me who also produced conferences, and they had planned for a two-day event 
and their partnership had fallen apart and they found they didn't need the second day of their conference, which was an event for moms, like a self-care day for moms. And they had found they had a subsection of their audience that were mom entrepreneurs. So she said, hey, Julie, you know, we actually have this day booked at the hotel that we can't really get out of. So how about you do something because this is what you do and we'll just be your sponsor and you can do a conference for mom entrepreneurs. So it really relieved the financial pressure of having to go out and find a space and pay for that. So it was a really low stakes way to get started my first year. Mm. So that is how it came to be. Our first one was in 2015. Awesome. And did you buy a business among moms or did you start it? I did. I bought it. It was a blog when I purchased it. It was my exit strategy from my previous corporate job. And I was really intrigued by the idea of a business that married motherhood, which my kids were three and five at the time, and small business because I had always worked for small businesses and was very passionate about that. So I love the idea of having kind of more passive income as a blogger. And so it was really a total 180 from what I had done previously and jumped in, ran it as a blog for about a year and did not like solely being a blogger. It's too behind the screen for me. So I decided to pivot the business and spend my time where my strengths were, which is really around building community and events and filling a need that I saw in the marketplace, which was around providing more accessible networking events for mom business owners. So we held our first local meetup and I think there were five people there, including myself. So it was very small and intimate, but it was great. And it's just grown organically from there. Nice. And how did the process of getting more chapters all across the country go? Uh, It's really been word of mouth and trial and error on my part of finding out what works and what doesn't in terms of starting chapters. And people would reach out and say, hey, I'm really interested in starting a chapter. At first, whenever somebody does, like, okay, yeah, let's start a chapter. (laughs) And there wasn't a lot of thought and intention around it. And then a couple of years in, as I learned more about what it takes to run and start a successful chapter, implemented procedures and policies. And now we have a complete system. It's really dialed in. It's an application process to start a chapter. And I would say out of every 10 applications we receive, maybe one person is qualified and kind of meets the standards of what we look for. So it's pretty selective in terms of starting chapters. So that's why our growth has been fairly slow, but intentional. Nice. It's slow, but I mean, you might say it's slow, but you still have how many chapters across the country? 19. And how many members? I should know this number. We're just over 1,200 now. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. It's a great community of women. What's your favorite thing right now about what you're doing? Mm. Oh, this is good. So I just read the book Clockwork by Mike Michalowicz. Have you read that? I haven't. It's really good. And in the book, it talks about how to design your business so it can run without you. And one of the key components to that is figuring out what your queen bee role or what they call your QBR is to the company. And then also having your team members determine what their queen bee role is within their own unique positions. So I've learned that my queen bee 
role is programming. And that's the one thing that I do that is super, super valuable to BAM. So what that looks like in terms of programming, it's the uniqueness of our events that we do both locally at our chapters. So we do online business book clubs, which is something that I'm not really familiar with many other organizations or networking groups offering. And it's one of my favorite types of events that we offer at BAM. I also do most of the programming for our conference, which I love doing. And those are probably my favorite parts about BAM or doing the programming. Wait, so there's online book club? So like, I don't have yes. to actually go out. I can stay in no. my yoga pants. No, you can stay in your yoga pants. Yeah, we added, who are reading it was only in books? person last year. And this year we started doing it online as well, in addition. Awesome. I love mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what book we're doing in April? Reset Your Mindset by Natalie Eckdahl, <laughs> <laughs> which you may have read, but you know, it's a quick I read. may have read that book. <laughs> Awesome. I love it. And we'll be sure to include a link to that in the show notes for cool. people who want to participate. So let's pivot a bit to the BAM Success Summit. And just so my listeners are clear, BAM for Business Among Moms, right? And the yes. summit yes. is happening May 16th to 18th in Seattle. That's and correct. tickets, of course, are still available. Early bird registration ends March 29th. March so hurry 20th. up. Yeah, save a little money. So there are a lot of people who would love to speak at conferences. Mm-hmm. And until you've ever spoken at a conference, it can be difficult to know what the first steps are and what some do's are and what some don'ts are. So I'm curious to know from your perspective as a conference organizer, what are some best practices to increase somebody's chances of being a speaker? That's such a great question. So we receive a lot of applications for our conference and it's probably easier for me to run through the don'ts of the application process. So usually most conferences, they open a speaker call, which is when they announce that, you know, applications are open to apply for the conference. And partially the reason for that application is for the conference organizers and their team to have access to everything in one place. It makes it easier for the team to be able to communicate back and forth if they just have one place to go to to see all the speaker applications. So one don't is don't just start emailing the conference organizers and expect that, you know, by circumnavigating their requested application process, that doesn't help anybody because you're actually making their job harder. It works this way with sales. Think of the conference organizer as your customer. You want to make their job as easy as possible. And one of the ways to do that is to follow their instructions on the application process. So that means fill out the application. It means provide links to your previous speaking engagements if you have any. Anything that they can do to check you out. And because if you are applying blindly and you don't have a relationship with the conference organizers, you can still get selected to speak. It happens all the time. It's happened with my conference, but they need to be able to actually learn more about you, vet you, you know, through an online process and provide references if that's something that they ask for. So that would be my first recommendation is if they're asking you to fill out an application, you fill out the application. The second piece of advice I would give is this also happens with both our business among moms local events as well as our conference. I receive requests from people to speak. Oh, hey, I'd love to speak at your one of your events or your conference, but they make no effort to ever attend them to see what they're like. And that as an organizer, I think just shows that good faith that, oh, I want to understand your audience 
audience and who they are and what they need to learn about. And so I'm going to come and see and learn about them. I would say that applies more perhaps on the smaller event, like monthly networking side than the conference side. But even so, you know, if you're serious, and I know I've heard other conference organizers make this recommendation to the folks who organize social media marketing world, they actually have a session on how to increase your chances of being selected as a social media marketing speaker. And one of their suggestions is to come to the event. (laughs) So that will increase your chances because it shows that you're serious about understanding and integrating into the community, which kind of leads into the third point is that people tend to respond more to those that they know, like, and trust. Mm -hmm. And if you're a speaker coming into an event that some of the audience members already have some kind of relationship with, then they're more inclined to know, like, and trust you. So at our conference, we have a mix of speakers that are from within the Business Among Moms community from different parts of the country. And then we have some that are from outside of the community. But I think it's really nice for those speakers that are from within our community and members that they've already got, you know, some no like and trust going on because they already have a bit of a relationship. So I would say those are probably the top three. Another natural one is relationships. So if you are interested in speaking events, I would, you know, leverage your relationships with people that you know that are event organizers, but get to know them and get to understand what it is that they're trying to accomplish because you want it to be a win-win for both of you. The other piece, that I would highly recommend is if you're a speaker, make sure you say so on your LinkedIn profile, because that is also a place that organizers will go to check you out if you've applied or if they're looking for a speaker on a specific topic. So make sure you have keywords for your topic of expertise and that you say speaker because it will pop you up in the search results. So are you talking for organic search on LinkedIn or are you talking if somebody lands in your application pool and you're going to vet them on LinkedIn? Both actually, because there have been times that I have looked for speakers on LinkedIn for a specific topic. And then there are times when I go and I check out people on LinkedIn. Okay, good to know. Great tip. And how about panels? What are some tips for the uninitiated about getting onto panels at conferences? Yeah, that's a really good question. We have done panels for the last two years. Well, this will be our third year of doing panels. In some cases, it's relationship-based, I would say. In some cases, it's looking for diversity in terms of representing a broad number of industries or types of businesses. And so again, I think that if getting on panels is something that you are wanting to do as part of your professional development is let that be known to your personal network. Because then when it comes up that people are looking for panelists that you're top of mind with your network. So definitely put that out to your network, you know, send them an email, share your speaking engagements on social media so that they know that you're out there speaking. Don't blast your network, obviously, all the time, but you know, 20% of the time, maybe make your Facebook posts business related and show you in speaking situations so that you're top of mind. Nice. Nice. Let's talk about attending the conference itself mm-hmm. because it's really easy to go to a conference and sort of get overwhelmed and lost. I'm curious to know if you see people 
being really, let's just call it successful for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. like successful at conference attendance. Mm-hmm. What do you see them doing that yeah. maybe the less experienced haven't cottoned on to yet? Yeah, yeah, great question. So when I think about successful conference attendees or successful networkers, one thing really stands out and it's to focus on being interested rather than being interesting. Mm. So really thinking about your interactions with people in terms of being helpful and providing resources for them rather than strutting around going, I am so great. (laughs) Those are the people that I see having the most success at events are the people that are interested in others and what they're up to rather than focusing on yourself. And it's counterintuitive, right? Because you go to events to kind of get yourself out there and make connections. I think it all has to do with that law of attraction and all of the other things. But when you're interested in other people and what they're up to and being helpful to them and providing resources, then you are planting the seeds of creating a relationship and great things happen. I mean, I met you, you know, at Biz Chicks Live in 2017, and we haven't stayed in touch a ton, but you know, we kind of planted the seeds for a relationship and try to be helpful to each other. And I think that, you know, that's how the real stuff happens is by being helpful. Yeah. So I think that's my number one tip around attending conferences. And even if your brand's banking new in business, maybe you haven't even started anything yet. You're just exploring ideas. As I know, we've had women who've come to our conference in the past who are pre-launch. They haven't started their business yet. And they're like, oh, what do I have to contribute? I can't be helpful. I don't even know what I'm doing yet. You can still be interested. And by Mm -hmm. being interested in what other people are up to, you'd actually be amazed because most of us come from previous work experience, which is super, super valuable. You have this amazing background. I have this amazing background. And it really can translate to what you're doing now and what other people are doing now. The way that you could help people need not be directly in line with the business you're about to launch. It can be, you can tap into your whole life experience and your own network. Yes, yes, absolutely. The other piece that I would really recommend for conference attendees is to be thoughtful about, you know, what you want to get out of the event. And you can do that by thinking about, you know, how many connections do I really want to make and what type of connections do I want to deepen relationships with people that I already have? Maybe I know them online a little bit, or maybe I've met them at another event. But the other piece around that is thinking about who's going to be there, obviously the speakers. So we have a Facebook group that will be opening up fairly soon for the attendees and it's attendees and it's speakers and it's exhibitors and it's sponsors. So it's a place to connect and kind of see who's going to be there before the event, which is kind of cool. And you can learn a little bit more about the speakers, connect with them on LinkedIn, listen to their podcast, listen to this podcast and really get a sense of what is this person bringing to the table and what can I learn from them? So you can determine like, is this a session I want to go to, to be intentional around what is it that I want to focus on and what I want to get out of the event, I think is really important, regardless of the size of the conference. Yes, thank you for that. Because being intentional always makes a big difference rather than just willy nillying it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. As as somebody who has willy nillied it before, (laughs) it's better to be intentional. So what can we look forward to at this year's BAM Success Summit? 
Mm, well, this year's our fifth Band Success Summit. So this year, our breakout tracks are focused on visibility. So ways to get you in front of your ideal client and methods of doing so. We have a breakout session on profitability. And that's going to be a session where people can learn how to make more money in their business and keep more of it. So that's going to be really great. And then we also have, it's called Tools of the Trade. And that track is primarily around productivity and how to work smarter, not harder in your business. So those are our breakout sessions. On the opening night of the conference, we have our networking kickoff party. And then we start the next day. We have a special exclusive panel. That is a panel called Rock Your Revenue. And so it is a panel discussion. It has two sales coaches and a behavioral economics expert that will be kind of sharing some of their main techniques and tips. And then they'll also be taking questions from the audience. And then we have our opening keynote, who is Kate All of Simple Pen Media. She's going to be talking about daring to fail and just the importance of failing in life and in business and what we can learn from that. Then we have all of our breakouts. And then at the end of the day, I'm doing our closing keynote on how to thrive in life, motherhood, and business, even when it gets hard. Then we wrap up the day with a really fun networking reception. This year, we decided to offer a day for people to get some stuff done because I know I've gone to a conference, learned a ton of great things, and then never done anything with it. Included with the all-access ticket on the 18th, we are meeting at a really cool co-working space nearby called The Riveter and spending a few hours actually working on our business. Some of the speakers will be on hand to answer questions that the attendees have of either their content or other things that they might be working on in their business. So last question here. Mm -hmm. What do you think was your most painful learning lesson? Oh, gosh, there's been a lot. (laughs) Probably any time I have not trusted my gut, you know, it's been a painful learning lesson. Yeah, our intuition is so powerful. And anytime I've tried to override it because I'm so smart, it has kicked me in the butt. (laughs) I love it. It's yeah. so true, isn't it? I mean, yes. so many times we just override our intuition. Yes. My second piece is don't do all the things at the same time. Like you can do all the things, but don't do them all at the same time. That applies to like hiring coaches and professionals to work on your business. Like pick one yeah. and do that one for, you yes. know, 90 days or uh-huh. however long you're going to do it. And then pick the next thing and do that one for 90 days. I see that a lot with people. You're spending so much time learning. You're not doing any business because all you're doing is learning. If you were to think really big about what you want Mm -hmm. for BAM and or the BAM Success Summit, what Mm -hmm. would that be? So I love this question. And one way that I'm thinking bigger about both BAM and the Success Summit Conference is, you know, we're kind of maxed out on the number of attendees we can have for the conference. Right now we're 180 is a sellout. So based on ticket sales, it's looking like it will sell out. So I'm looking at a new venue that could hold up to 500 people. So that's exciting. It's a little scary, but it's also very exciting because it allows us to impact more people. I'm very excited about the growth we have. Awesome. 
It's yeah. been such a treat to talk with you. Thank you so much for coming on the She Thinks Big podcast. Oh, you too, Geraldine. You know, I think the world of you and I love, love, love your podcast. I'm really honored to be a guest. I'm happy to have you. I had such a great time reconnecting with Julie Fry from Business Among Moms and the host of the Business Among Moms Success Summit. The BAM Success Summit is coming up in May. It's the 16th to the 18th in Seattle. If you listen to episode 11, which was seven guest takeaways from BizChicks Live, the overarching theme in the answers from those women was the importance of in-person connections that can only happen in person at conferences and other types of events. Julie mentioned that she and I met initially in 2017 at BizChicks Live. Since then, we've kept in touch here and there, and it has turned into a valuable opportunity for me to connect with her audience. No doubt her audience as well will benefit from the connection as they learn more from my talk, which is Know Your Numbers, How KPIs Can Keep You in Touch with the Health of Your Business. So even if the BAM Success Summit wasn't even on your radar until today, or if you're on the fence about it, I definitely encourage you to consider it because connecting with like-minded women who are solid in business and upping their game will no doubt prove to be a valuable resource to you in your business over time. That's it for me, ladies. Thanks for listening and see you next week. If you want to find out more about the She Thinks Big podcast or hear previous episodes, head on over to my website, shethinksbigpodcast.com. And of course, I want to know what you're thinking big about. I hope you'll share in the She Thinks Big Facebook group. I love hearing from listeners because here in my studio, all I hear is crickets and my meowing cats. Thanks so much for listening to the show this week. You can subscribe at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, please do leave me a raving five-star review. You can write to me at Geraldine at SheThinksBigPodcast.com. And if you want to send a tweet, I'm at Geraldine Carter. You've been listening to She Thinks Big. See you next week. Hi again. Would you rather spend your weekends outside playing or at your desk? In Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind, we put an end to overworking while maintaining revenue. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there.